morning, everyone. Good morning. It's great to see you. My name is Steve. For those of you who I've not met before, I'm part of the team here at Foundry Community Church, and it's great to be sharing with you today. Um, if it's okay, oh, well, actually, what was the question? What tests your patience the most? Any answers? Your nephew. Fair enough. Just any alarms. Janet's alarmed. Pardon? A carbon monoxide alarm. Why not? Yeah, throw that one in there as well. Janet, that one for you as well? Hopefully you've not had that one go off, actually. Anything else? Test your patience. People moving slowly. What was over here, sorry? Rudeness. Absolutely. Anything else? Snoring. Snoring. Is that why you're sat so far apart from your husband? Yeah, okay. Well, I would like to start um, this message today with a confession, if you'll hear my confession. Is that okay? I am an impatient person. I feel so good to get that off my chest. I am an impatient person. Anyone else just want to join with me on that? There's a few of us today. Good. Well, this message is for all of us today then. We're in a, a series at the moment called Helping Our community. And in this series, we're looking at um, where Paul, in a book called Galatians, he shared with us about um, something called the fruit of the Spirit. And so this is the verse in Galatians 5, 22 to um, 23. It says, but when the Holy Spirit controls our lives, he will produce this kind of fruit in us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And what we're doing as we journey through this series of helping our communities, we're looking at how we believe that the Holy Spirit wants to fill us with this fruit in our lives, to grow this fruit in our lives in order that we can be a great help for our community. Um, And so as I said before, my confession is that I am an impatient person. This week we're looking at patience. Um, And I think that impatience really showed itself in my life from a very young age um, and probably the most that this was evident was at Christmas time and there's a, a time in my life that I remember very clearly I don't know about you but in our household growing up the tradition was that when you wake up there's a present waiting for you from Father Christmas and the stocking and uh, but then under the tree is a kind of other presents that are there from family and friends but the rule in our home was that you couldn't open or touch those gifts until after Christmas dinner and so in the morning we'd go to church and then we'd have to wait we come home we'd have Christmas dinner and then we'd have to wait because after Christmas dinner the rule was that we couldn't open any more presents until the washing up had been done And so as kids, we were so kind of looking at these gifts, just couldn't wait, but patience had to kick in. And there was this one year that I remember so clearly, there was a a gift under the tree and it was wrapped so nicely and it was a decent size as well. I know like present sizes and everything, but it just looked like it was going to be a good one. It had my name on it. And so we were allowed to go to the living room whilst mum and dad um, washed up the kitchen and you know what I mean, tidied up in the kitchen and um, they, we didn't have to wait for them to like wash the whole kitchen. But anyway, then we could get the gifts from under the tree, put them in the middle of the room and then dad would come in and he'd pass them round depending on um, whose name was on it. But I couldn't wait. And so whilst mum and dad were washing up, I went in, I'd seen this gift. I had my eyes on it for like the whole of December 
And so I just ripped it open. And it was this um, Ferrari Transporter F1 lorry with these Ferrari F1 cars in it. I was so made up. But moments later, I was in a lot of trouble because my older brother grasped me up on that one. But like, I saw that impatience was a real issue for me from a young age. I also think that I am now a product of what we're going to call an instant culture. Because there's so much about our culture today, isn't there, that's just instant. If you need something, you can pretty much have it delivered to your home either next day or sometimes same day delivery with the help of Amazon Prime. And then there's like my, probably a sign of my age is that my new favorite shop is Screwfix. Anyone else loves, loves Screwfix? There's a few people putting their hands up. Um, Screwfix is great because you can click and collect within one hour. This instant culture. And then I think part of our instant culture as well is a lot centered around achievement and progress. And I think that causes problems for us all with patience because we're so kind of wanting to achieve in life that when things just take a bit longer to get to that next stage in life, we become impatient. This is another area of impatience for me, which is food. Anybody else experience that, that feeling of being hangry? You know where you're hungry and then you get really angry because you've got to wait for the food. Thank you for joining in because I, f- I feel um, alone otherwise up here with all these insecurities of mine. But like we have a whole industry called fast food that's there to help with that. And then there's parenting. Like if ever there was a time in life when you need patience, it's parenting. Like get your shoes on. 15 times. Get your socks on. Probably do that first. Like, get out of the bath. Again, not in that order, because you wouldn't anyway. But like, you feel like in parenting, you're just saying the same thing over and over again. And like, patience, it's just not there. And so here's the reflection for me on my life. I have brought into this lie that instant and hurry is better than slow and steady. And maybe you can relate to some of those things I mentioned before, but instant and hurry, the the kind of the side effects or the symptoms of instant and hurry is that everything just becomes about the now. Um, And and oftentimes that leads to kind of maybe short-term gain, but actually maybe long-term pain. It can often lead to frustration It can lead to being quite dismissive at times. It can lead to being quite passive in relationships when you're not a very patient person. It can lead you to cutting corners. And I think as well that in our decision making, it can lead us to making quite irrational choices. But on the flip side, there's the slow and steady. The slow and steady is what prepares you for the long run. It builds endurance in you. It, it often is, it means that you do things in life that are a bit more sustainable. And as well, studies would show that when you embrace slower and steady, you're often happier. It means that you are taking the time to be present in relationships with each other. It's often about being okay with the unknown and uncertainty of life. And I don't know about you, but that's probably what leads me to impatience the most. And I think when we embrace slow and steady, it leads to endurance of faith. It leads to endurance through suffering. And also it leads to endurance in our love and our grace with others. I think we've already established that I'm not on my own 
in being someone who has brought into this lie that instant and hurry is better than slow and steady. Maybe you see it in your life through things like, um, I think you maybe mentioned this, Kemi, did you, about traffic, like things that are slow. Okay, so I feel like there's been a conspiracy from the local council at the moment to put traffic lights on the route between my home and here. I'm not into conspiracy theories, but I think they're up to something. They're testing my patience. You know, queues, anybody struggle with like long queues? And yet our nation didn't seem to struggle with it recently, did they? When the Queen was lying in state, clearly the patient people were all out in that queue. The rest of us, we were like going nowhere near that queue. Um, Maybe you struggle with patients when it's waiting for medical appointments and test results. So many different things. But the problem of instant and hurry over slow and steady is that it isn't a new problem. It hasn't just arrived with the the kind of invention of instant tech. It's not something that's arrived with online shopping and takeaways. It's not something that's arrived with becoming a parent. It's been around since the beginning of time. And I want to just look at a story with us together. We're going to go way back to the beginning of the Bible and look at someone called Esau, who I think is really a kind of poster child or a poster boy for impatience. The context of Esau is this. There's um, two brothers, they're twins, called Esau and Jacob. And Esau is the oldest of the twins just by seconds. And they are the sons of um, Isaac and Rebekah. I've just called the story Esau, Esau and Jacob, but the thing is it's often called Jacob and Esau. And we're about to find out why their names don't get mentioned in age order. So it's in Genesis 25 and it's going to come up on the screen for you to follow along with me. It says this, it says, as the boys grew up, Esau became a skillful hunter. He was an outdoorsman, but Jacob had a quiet temperament, preferring to stay at home. Isaac loved Esau because he enjoyed eating the wild game Esau brought home, but Rebekah loved Jacob. One day when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau arrived home from the wilderness exhausted and hungry. There's the problem. Esau said to Jacob, I'm starved. Give me some of that red stew. This is how Esau got his other name, Edom, which means red. All right, Jacob replied, but trade me your rights as the firstborn son. Look, I'm dying of starvation. You can hear he is hangry, said Esau. He doesn't say that. But what good is my birthright to me now? But Jacob said, first, you must swear that your birthright is mine. So Esau swore an oath, thereby selling all his rights as the firstborn to his brother, Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and lentil stew. Esau ate the meal, then got up and left. He showed contempt for his rights as the firstborn. And so here's what we see. We see that Esau, like me, had brought into the lie that instant and hurry is better than slow and steady. He was hangry. His impatience got the better of him. He exchanged his birthright for a bowl of stew. And just a minor detail here, but it wasn't any old bowl of stew. 
He exchanged his birthright for a bowl of lentil stew. What is he doing? Maybe in our culture today, we don't necessarily have as much emphasis on on birthright. But a birthright in these days, that meant that Esau would have had full inheritance. He would have taken on complete leadership of his father's family, complete authority over the whole family. But in a moment of impatient madness, Esau gave up everything that was rightfully his. So often we can read stories like this and we can read ourselves into the story as the hero and think, well, I never would have made that decision. But the truth is that I imagine in a room of this size and watching online as well today, we've probably all at some point in our lives made a rash decision where we've given up something in a moment of madness, in a moment of impatience. So how do we avoid impatience and grow in patience? We have to flip the problem around and we have to put emphasis on this, that slow and steady wins the race. If only Esau had paused. If only he'd taken a moment just to reflect on what he was giving up. In that moment, if only Esau on his day of hunting had taken a pat lunch with him, if only he'd prepared, if only he'd just paused and thought about what he was doing for that day, maybe he wouldn't have been in such a hurry to the point that he gave up his inheritance, his authority over the family, all for a bowl of stew. If only he had taken time in his life to grow habits that build up patience. And the same is true for me and for you. Patience doesn't just come in a moment. There's no shortcut to it. We have to have habits in our life that build up to it. And what we're seeing in this series and the emphasis is this, that ultimately patience grows in us as a gift from the Holy Spirit. It's a fruit of the Spirit. And so it will take time. But the, one of the main roles of the Holy, Holy Spirit is to point us to Jesus, to show us Jesus' example over our lives. And so as we look to Jesus, what do we see? Well, we see that Jesus is patient in his love for us. We see that Jesus is patient with our unbelief. We see that Jesus is patient with our lack of faith at times. And so how can, we grow up, uh, how can we grow habits in our lives that build up patience? And the answer is ultimately we need to ask the Holy Spirit to help us. But I think that as part of that, what he maybe will do is highlight to us, as I've said before, about this whole issue of hurry in our lives. That we're often all about the instant and all about the hurry. And so what some of us need to do, I'm afraid, is embrace slow life. And uh, there's a couple of authors called John Ortberg and Richard Foster. They've got some great stuff on this and they call it about embracing the spiritual discipline of um, slowing down. And here's what they say. They say the spiritual practice of slowing down is cultivating patience by deliberately choosing to place ourselves in positions 
where we simply have to wait. And so it won't come easy to do that. But the fruit of the Spirit never comes easy in our lives. We have to work at it. And so some different ways that we might do that, and these are some suggestions from um, John Altberg and Richard Foster when they talk about slowing down. Here's some things. They say maybe you need to scale back on some instant tech from your life. I'm kind of conscious that sometimes we can sound like we're bashing tech from the stage. We're not. Tech is brilliant. Instant tech is amazing. It has its place. But maybe there's an area of instant tech in your life which you don't realize, but it's growing impatience in your life. Maybe you have to just once in a while just choose the slower delivery option and just tell yourself, no, I'm going to wait for this. Like Make it next day instead of same day. Like Push the boat out. Maybe you need to drive in the slow lane. Maybe, and this was like something, maybe you need to, I'm not there with this one, but choose the longest line at the tills. I dare you. On the day that I was prepping this message, I had to nip to the supermarket. And um, I'd not long been kind of just working through this point. And I had to pick up some um, ice cream and some grapes. Like a real balanced diet. And uh, in this, two little things. Now with that, You'd go to the self-checkouts, wouldn't you? Like, you would. But then I suddenly thought, no, 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 it's time to practice what you preach. And so I looked at the queues, and I saw that there was a queue with a few people in. Two people had massive trolleyfuls. I thought, I'm going to go and stand in that queue. As I made my way to that queue, I saw somebody from church who stopped me to speak with me. And in that moment, I was able to be present with them and have a conversation with them. And they shared something with me, and we had a lovely chat. And then when I finished that conversation, I jumped into the self-checkouts and got out of the shop as quick as I could. Because I'm not there yet. I'm trying to grow in patience, but it doesn't come easy. Maybe you need to reduce your to-do list. Maybe you need to just get out once in a while and walk in nature and just say, I'm just going to slow things down here. Maybe you need to just take that nap instead of trying to get on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Maybe you need to just embrace some stillness and some quietness in your life. Maybe, and this is going to sound like a strange one to say in church, but maybe you need to read less Bible. A few looks at me there. But instead of reading too much, read a bit less and spend some time chewing on what you've read. Like, slow it down. Don't treat the Bible like this checklist to get all the way through. Just take your time. Chew over it. Let God speak to you about what you're reading. Maybe you need to spend more time listening and less time talking in prayer. What does impatience highlight in you? For me, it's often that I've tried to fit too much in or I've made myself too busy Or I've got the wrong work-life balance. Or I'm too hurried. And at the moment, there's something in my life which I know is highlighting in me that I need to have more trust in my God in heaven. That actually I'm being a bit impatient about something that I really want to know the answer to. But ultimately, God is saying to me, trust in me. Maybe that's it for you as well. Next time, patience gets the better of you. 
ask yourself just this simple question. Why am I in such a hurry? Now, thinking about Esau, I'm not saying that he had to stop and pause and think about that in that moment. And it's the same for us. But next time you've maybe kind of been irritable or whatever the kind of outworking of impatience might be, maybe just take a moment and self-reflect. Why am I in such a hurry? What does it say about your current state that might need to just slow down in some way? Imagine what would happen in our community if we put more value on the slow and the steady over the instant and the hurry. How would it help our community? Some simple things to that. I think we would have more grace for living with each other's faults. I think we would have more time for meaningful community. Community where we're not passive because we're impatient in life, but community where we are present with one another. I believe that for many of us as well, our overall quality of life would benefit from the lack of hurry. Because hurry often plays itself out in our lives with stress and anxiety. There's a brilliant book that I read um, way back in the pandemic, and it was like so timely for me. It's called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by a man called John Mark Homer. And um, here's what he says. He says, the solution to an over-busy life is not more time. It's to slow down and simplify our lives around what really matters. You see, growing in patience and slowing things down in life, I believe it will help us to prioritize what really matters most in our communities. Wherever we find our communities to be, whether that's our church community here, whether that's the community around us here in Witness or the community wherever you are, I believe that what the Holy Spirit just wants to do in some of our lives is just to say, just, just slow down. Because slow and steady wins the race. And just look around and let God prompt you as to what really needs his help through us in our community at this time. As I've said, and as we've been saying throughout this series, the Holy Spirit is the one who brings the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. And so I'm just going to invite you to stand now. In a moment, we're going to sing our last song. But if you are in a place where you just know that you need more patience in your life, here's what we're going to do. We're going to slow things down for a moment. We're not going to race on to the next song. We're not going to race on to our Sunday dinner. We're just going to take a moment to pause. And just in this moment, why don't you, if you need it, just ask the Holy Spirit to grow in you patience. Let's do that together for a moment.
Holy Spirit, we're just asking that right now in this moment, you would grow within us all a patience that reflects Jesus. A patience that leads to love. A patience that leads to more grace in our lives. A patience that ultimately will help our community. And so, Holy Spirit, right now, even as we ask for patience, we know that you might just be showing us areas of our lives that need to slow down. Areas of our lives that just need to have more trust and more faith in you. Will you help us? Will you guide us? Will you lead us? Will you help us to be ruthless, to eliminate things in our lives that we know just, they're just causing impatience? That ultimately we would reflect you and your love and your grace to the community that we're in. We need your help. Amen.